0: Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation, reconciling men to God, their families and society. Welcome to another edition of Put A Word Out It, brought to you by FKP Advisors. We thank them for their wonderful support and all that they have done. Larry Close has been the Chairman of the Board of Men of Valor for the last 10 years. That after a long, well over 30-year career as a CEO of major hospitals, all that he did with the healthcare system, and yet when the time came and Carl Carlson asked him to join Men of Valor, boom, a life changed. All the way, all of a sudden, the prison ministry became his life, and he has done it with such a beautiful hand in all that he has done. It's time to talk to him. This is Larry Close. In the time that I've known you, it's hard to put you and a prison work together, Larry. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how God will take somebody in a whole different business and all of a sudden change your whole life? How's it been for you?
1: Very special, Rudy. Yeah, it's been a 10-year a journey for me on the board, but I had the privilege of being involved with the ministry prior to joining the board. And like so many folks involved with, with Men of Valor, I learned about it through attending The Breakfast and uh, learned a lot about it and then over time sponsored a table at The Breakfast. And then in the course of that, met Carl Carlson. And uh, Carl made such an impact on my life and his story and and, and the, just the incredible journey of Men of Valor and their accomplishments. And so I was invited to join the board 10 years ago, and it seems like yesterday. And I had the opportunity to serve as treasurer of the board. And then the past three years have had the privilege of serving as the chairman of the board, but a uh, great journey. <laughs>
0: We spent all those well over 30 years in the hospital industry. So, anyway, did that prepare you for this work in any way, or what did that teach you?
1: It it did in in many respects. Looking back on it now, I, I see the the preparation uh, with respect to hospital leadership, the opportunity to run hospitals for many many years, as you mentioned, and I. I worked uh, for HCA uh, for almost 30 years, running hospitals across the country, including here in town at Centennial Medical Center. I had the privilege of serving as the CEO. And I'm reminded of um, what um, my daughter, Rachel, who's now 35, asked me years ago when she was a little three-year-old, when I was at my first hospital um, and she asked me this question that only a little three-year-old could ask, "Daddy, what do you do?" And I told Rachel, "Honey, I'm I'm a hospital administrator." And her response was, "I, I know, but what what is a hospital administrator?" So I'm trying to describe that to a three-year-old, and my response was, "Well, Rachel, my job." is to help the people who help our patients. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, but I help the people who help our patients. And that's what a hospital administrator does at the end of the day. And so I just simplified it and her response was, great, thanks daddy. So in that context, I've never been involved in a prison ministry before. But I'm in a position of helping the people who help the men who are coming out of prison, who are in prison as well, and the opportunity to pour the gospel into their lives and to help the staff and help the volunteers and then the board role, the board team, and to equip the ministry in such a way to the extent that I can along with so many other people, so many other members of the volunteer team, the staff and the board to help the ministry. And uh, it's, it's, it, there's no wonder why the, 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 the ministry has been so successful.
0: There's no way to really say no to Carl, is there? <laughs> when he got on you and asked you to join the board. And then he had a way, if I'm not mistaken, of stretching you beyond what you thought you wanted to really do, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny story about Carl. And there are so many funny stories and great stories with Carl. Carl impacted all of our lives. Bigger and, than life. And <laughs> bigger than life, than the voice, the character, the whole his role as a husband, his role as a father, his role as a minister, his role as a leader. And so when I joined the board, I got to know Carl real quickly. And six months into my journey as a board member, uh, here it is Christmas end of the year. And I get this call from Carl Christmas week in this deep voice, you know, Larry, you know, Hey, Carl. God bless you. Merry Christmas. How's Karen? And so I always inquired about Karen and I learned that he would call all the board members and everybody inquire about family and so forth. And then he gets to the sales pitch. Larry, listen, I need a treasurer. said, Carl, hold it. I mean, I've only been on the board for six months and you want me to be the treasurer? And, and so he explained that the previous treasurer was going off the board and Carl had forgotten that he was going off the board and the timing was such. And, and, and he says, and he got to the pitch of, listen, uh, you've run hospitals, right? Yeah. You know, finance, you know, accounting. I, I, I'm, I'm a hospital administrator, but I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. I know, but you know, budgeting, you know, profits and losses. Yeah. Great. I need a treasurer. And so, I said, "Yeah, Carl, I'll I'll do it. God bless you. Love you. Merry Christmas." And he hung up the phone. That was it. That was that was the extent of my orientation as treasurer. So uh become the treasurer. I had a chance to compare notes with the previous uh, treasurer, Andy. And so then, fast forward, funny story. I put into place just a summary report for the board's benefit, and 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 a little different than what Andy had. Um, And and it was just a nice little one-page, two-page summary showing, among other things, sort of a projection. If nothing changes right now, big picture, based on inflow and outflow and and projected donations for the ministry, here's where we'll be by the end of the year, by the calendar year, physical year. And uh, pro or con, we're either above budget or we're behind budget. And so I, I, I gave that to Carl. Well, immediately, you know, at any given point in the year, you're going to have sort of negative projections. You are you know, it's before the breakfast or it's after the breakfast, whatever. But, but I put, you know, these parentheses, these brackets, and it was in red. And Carl immediately, Larry, what are these brackets? So, well, I mean, if nothing changes, Carl, we're going to be behind budget by $50,000. You're telling me in deep voice that we're going to be behind budget. I'm not saying that, Carl, I'm saying based on the projection. And then Carl gives me the pitch. Larry, big deep voice, where's your faith? Where's your faith? You gotta leave room for God. And of course, God was a three-syllable word. But God, and usually it was God Almighty, you gotta leave room for God Almighty. See, Carl, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving room for God, I don't see it. You got brackets. You don't think we're gonna make the budget? And I said, okay, Carl. And after he reminded me again, room for God, you gotta leave room for God. I said, well, then we'll change that line to room for God, RFG. And then his response was, there you go, Larry, that's faith. Fast forward, room for God, RFG, has been bolted into all of our financial statements It's been bolted into all of our board meetings. To this day, we finish every board meeting with a Room for God moment, with an RFG moment. And to this day, we have always, always met budget because we leave Room for God.
0: Isn't it interesting? I listened to that, and I bet you've had people who said to you, what are you doing involved with guys that are in jail, the things they've done? They need to be there. They need to stay there for what they've done. Yeah. And here you are, you've been in the healthcare industry all these years and you got these guys. What do you say?
1: Yeah. Rudy, part of it is uh, too much is given, much is expected. And I've been very blessed in my life with a wonderful father who um, really didn't have a dad. My dad died uh, back in March at 95. And he was uh, the only child of an only child. And the product of a divorce. His parents divorced when he was only four. so he was raised by his grandparents. Mm -hmm. And yet in spite of that lack of a father influence in his life, he grew up and joined the Navy, fought in World War II, was the poster child of the greatest generation, went on to law school, met mom, and they had four sons and I'm the oldest of the four. So here I've been blessed by the importance of having a, a father in my life and to pay it forward now as a husband and father. And I see in these men so many times they didn't have a father or didn't have a good father. That's at the core why while I've, while I've been involved with the ministry all these years.
0: I love the proverb. I quote it so often in 16.9. In his heart, a man plans his way in life, but the Lord directs his steps. I see it in your life. You know the name of our program is Put A Word On It. You've uh, enjoyed it through the times. Uh, any thought? What's, what's a word that comes to your mind?
1: Thanks, Rudy. My, my word uh, is, is courage. Courage.
0: I don't think we've had it before.
1: And that word is, in my view, the number one trait, skill, characteristic, quality of leadership. Along with integrity and honesty and discipline and strategic skills, if you don't have courage, the organization will suffer. Joshua one nine it was my mother's favorite verse. It's become my favorite verse, and mom relied on this verse throughout her uh, long Period struggle of of heart uh, heart disease congestive heart failure, she died five years ago, but she lived this verse Joshua one nine, have I not commanded you? Do not be afraid, uh, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's a verse that resonates with me and everything that I do.
0: Hmm. Courage, peace, kindness, all these things flow from you, my friend. You've been a wonderful leader in this organization. I know you will for years to come. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, brother. I love what Larry said. I didn't know what his word would be, courage. I'm not sure we've had anybody say that yet to this point, but courage. You think of all the things he talked about, the integrity, the leadership, all this stuff, but just courage, which can be in kindness, and that's just so important. Again, meekness, I love that too. That's, that's power under control. But a beautiful word from Larry, and he's exemplified it. I'm sure he's made some very, very tough decisions in his life. But with faith and with hope, he has said, this is what we'll do. We have the courage to do it because he is our Lord. And that's where this mission and this ministry will continue to grow. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next time as we put a word on it. You've been listening to Put a Word on It. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download find podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movministry.com.